podcast about comics. A podcast about comics. Welcome back to another episode of a podcast about comics. This is your boy T'Challa BP74 and my man Keitano. Alright, today we got an interesting episode, but before we get going, to all our new listeners out there, don't forget to hit us up on a podcast about comics at gmail.com. If you have any topics that you want us to cover, stay in tune. Hit us up on that subscribe button. Stay up with us on all topics. Marvel, DC, Dark Horse. All the latest rumors and gossips that's going on. How are you feeling today, Katano? Um, you excited? I'm, I'm excited and I'm also like extremely relieved. First of all, happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners that's out there. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys had a good one. Belly full of turkey. Make sure you remember that there's some out there that's not with us. There's also some that's not fortunate to have full bellies. Uh, pay forward. You know, get them a plate of food whenever you can. See somebody on the road look like they're having a rough go at it. You know, see what you can do for them. That's how we get by. We need to increase the good deeds of humanity. Anyway, is the force strong today, brother? The force is very strong. Mm, yes, this it is. was This was a good week for science fiction. Now, I know that you don't do the whole Star Trek thing just yet, um, but even that was good. But that's not what we're here to talk about. This no. is all about Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. Who? Sound like she your wife, yo. She have a last name. She carry a name like yours. All right, look. Um, when I joined the Academy, I heard that I was going to get to choose my name. Yeah. And I was just, for some reason, like, every character that I could think of in the Star Wars universe, Ahsoka's, like, name was always what came up. So I finally had to realize that she is probably my favorite character out of the Star Wars universe. So, in the process of creating that name, Mm -hmm. I used a part of her name to make mine. Gotcha. 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 So, seeing her on screen... And having followed her the way I have, um, this was extremely satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. So, we, so we're talking to all of Sokatana today, okay? And um, who can I'm, I'm, be found on the Mandalorian? Yes, <laughs> Mandalorian episode five, which was titled Jedi. The Jedi, yeah. Yeah. Now, let me be real with you. The opening scene, brother. The opening scene. Mm-hmm. The opening scene. Yeah. I don't know how much times I could say that, right? <laughs> so, immediately I got a call from my man, Dr. Law. He hits me up. And I'm behind because I set my alarm to watch it yeah. like 3 o'clock in the morning. You threatened to call me. Yes. At 3 a.m. Yes. And I'm like, I'm going to be asleep. Yes. <laughs> And 
when he called me, it's like after six. And he's like, he calls me by my name. And he's like, did you see? And I'm like, stop. <laughs> my alarm, I didn't hear it. I didn't get to watch it. I'm about to jump in right now. Mm -hmm. He says like two more things, and I think one of them is like, a, oh, my God, oh, my God, kind yeah. of thing. Did he feel a little betrayed by you, just a little bit? No. Okay. No. I would have. Because he fell asleep. He was exhausted. He put it on. He passed out. He woke back up, watched it. Okay. But you still hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen and, it And, you know, like, I would definitely make you feel a little, a little bit kind of way for, like, you know, Man. dropping the ball Listen. and falling asleep. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, I'm going to hit you back. I'm jumping in right now. Start out the episode. Mm -hmm. We see people scrambling. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. We see like a woody area. And all of a sudden, we see a figure yeah. and two white sabers. laser sword sabers yeah. just wonk, wonk. Yeah. I lost it. And... <clears throat> So I had been doing this thing where I was listening to audiobooks when I was showered. And so a lot of times I was listening to Ahsoka, the novel. Mm -hmm. So when I see these two white sabers and mm -hmm. I have listened to how she got, these got sabers, the sabers. Yeah. Just a little bit in my pants. Just a little bit in your pants. <laughs> it wasn't a little bit for me. I'm going to tell you right now, I went full on. I was like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And... I had to like compose to make it through the episode. Yeah. The do the the yeah. tribal markings on her face. Mm -hmm. Spot on. Yeah. Her color pigmentation of right. her skin. That burnt orange look. Yes. Mm -hmm. Spot on. Yeah. The Toguta headpiece. Mm -hmm. Spot on. Her attire. Spot on. Yeah. Her jaw kai movements with a saber and a left and a right, offensive, defensive, mm -hmm. spot on. All right, now, do you believe that that was Rosario Dawson doing that, Those the saber fights, or do you think they had a stand-in? I don't know. But if they had a stand-in, they did a really good job. And if she did it herself, she did a really good she job. She did a really good job. Yeah. yeah. Now, there was some of her movements that was very elementary. But when you, you become needed to be complex in No, it didn't need like to this. be complex at all. Yeah. It didn't need to be. Yeah. Um but again, you're talking about somebody who knows saber forms and stuff. So I looked at it, but I wasn't overly technical. I just wanted to see good choreography. Yeah. You know, that's my thing. I'm not a technical person, but I do know I do have a slight eye for good versus bad choreography. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to go out on a limb and think that Rosario did this because it wasn't extremely dangerous. Um, she, the person who she fought against, mm -hmm. and her name is... Her name is Diana Lee Inosanto. Inosanto, yeah. And she also is a martial, martial arts, arts yes. trainer. She's a stunt coordinator. Yes. So I would assume that she did all her own sword work or staff work mm -hmm. in the in the episode, which makes me think that she might have taken on Rosario and worked with her, and they just did it together. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I definitely they, think that they put in some work. Yeah. One of the. Things in the forums, 
People have been talking about this for a while. Can a lightsaber cut through Beskar? Well, we found out no. the answer, didn't we? The answer's no. <laughs> you see? Uh, man, listen. <sighs> Amazing episode. Okay, so you do know that this is the first time in all of our cast that I actually decided to prepare the night oh, before. Oh, you ready? I, I am not so only So you're about to ready, go 100 and I'm not gonna, in. I'm not going to say that I watched it like three and a third times. I only watch it twice. You only watch it twice? I only watch yeah, it twice. Yeah, I watched it three solid times. So you like, watched it more than I did. Yeah, that's... Which is rare. You're right? such a nerd. That you can't even talk about my level of nerd right now. I got so many questions and... I might have some answers. You might. You might. All right, so... So let's go in. So from a... Let's just talk about Ahsoka for a second. And where she is at this point in the timeline. Um, we're talking about someone who was left in the cold by the Jedi Order, mm-hmm. wanted for murder, mm-hmm. recruited as a spy, mm-hmm. fights and learns that Darth Vader is really Anakin. Mm-hmm. Order 66. And... At this point, she is not a Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, and I had to help my neighbor understand this who has watched this almost as many times as I have. She has Force abilities, but she's not living the life of a Jedi. So I would say her relationship with the Force is a unique relationship that she has with the Force. But she's a Force user. She is. But if you notice that when she gets up and talks to the magistrate, it's so Anakin. You know, you have one, one day. day. <laughs> so she cut everybody down. She shows up to the front door and tells her that you're going to tell me what I want to know. I'm giving you one day. And I'm giving you one day. And you decide. And normally, when a Jedi is faced with um, prisoners and whatever the objective is, they usually try to figure out a solution that involves the better good of like the mission and the people that are captured. Diplomatic. Yeah. Yeah. She was not there's, there's, that. Dude, but there's levels of her tactics because she wasn't a consular in that moment. She wasn't a guardian in that moment. If you ask me, she's still a spy. Because at this point... The Empire spell, but that's not saying that she's not working with the Alliance anymore. We don't know what she's doing. But we know that her mission, she's still on, she's still following the same mission that was, that she had before, which was Thrawn. Yeah. She wanted to take him down. So needless to say, um. And you don't get to find that out until the end. Yes. So you don't know what it is that she's after until well, she she's says. she's after information. Yeah. And so when I see that she's after information and she brings up that prisoner and she's like, basically the lives of these, these villagers mean nothing to me. You don't see her like say like, we'll, we'll work something out. No, she, you could tell by her demeanor that her intention is removing the magistrate permanently. Mm-hmm. And that's how the people get saved. Mm-hmm. 
It's not going to be what's going to be in the best interest, what's going to save the most lives. She's going to strike the head. But she tells us, she said, they've been under your rule. They, mm. They've been suffering under your rule. So th this conversation means nothing because they're already suffering. Yeah. Yeah. But seeing her going in and out of the shadows in that opening scene, yeah. stealth at his finest. It's almost like a sentinel Jedi. Because, you know, they, they branch him in three categories. You have the guardians. Okay. You have the counselors. And mm. then you have the sentinel. She'd and sentinels, with sentinels, you don't see them until they're ready for you to see them. Mm -hmm. And usually by then it's too late. Well, and she has to live that kind of life. Yeah. You know, after she becomes a wanted criminal, she has to live that type of life. Well, you see in episode seven of Clone Wars, that last episode that they brought back, mm -hmm. where you saw her doing some of this kind of work. Mm hmm you know, um, she's working in the shadows. She's helping people along the way. And you kind of see this because she literally liberated that city. Yeah. It's not the first time, though. No. Because she's been doing it. Yeah. She did it in Clone e Wars. Even, <clears throat> even um, before Order 66, but mm -hmm. after, you know, she escaped. Mm -hmm. um, and this is in the book. You know, she's, she's kind of in hiding. But no matter where she goes, who she is eventually surfaces. Not who she is as an identity, but who she is from her core values. She's just not going to sit around and just let someone and let suffer. some uh, some tyrant so, step on right, you. Right, she's all just that. not going to yeah. do it. You know, and even when she tries to leave, it's like she still gets pulled back. So yeah. she's not. That's just how she is. So eventually, she accepts that. And next thing you know, she gets the two sabers and, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. Um, how did you feel us not getting Ashley Eckstein? All right. So if there's any knock, this is the knock. This is the knock. This is it. Okay. Um, and now, in this moment, are you being a purist? Maybe. Because I've been called well, a purist a few times. Here's the thing. Um, we have heard Ahsoka the voice of Ashley Eckstein for years and years. Seven years. For seven years we've heard her voice. Anytime you hear Ahsoka. Hold on. Seven sorry. Six years in Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Then we turn around and we hear her voice again in Rebels. Same and, voice. And there's video games. Video games. Yeah. Um, And I have to figure this out but apparently like she's in the the um, rise of skywalker yes the voice is one of the voices that ray hears in the end yeah. when she's See, facing I, I palpatine it, again. it was a hard movie for me to watch so yeah i gotta watch it again. yeah it's it's oh yeah horrible yeah yeah so but one of the voices is hers, but I think she says like one or two things. So the point words. is, is that we hear Ashley's voice and we connect that voice to the character. Now, mm -hmm. the thing is, what when you watch an animated show, a lot of times the characters are drawn to the likeness of the people that are creating them. Mm -hmm. Hence, Obi-Wan looks like um, McGregor. Um, Samuel Jackson... Mace. Looks like Mace, you know. And so I have to assume that when they created Ahsoka, they created it in Ashley's likeness. So you might ask, well, if you could bring back Katie Sackhoff, 
to play Bo-Katan, who has been playing Bo-Katan since Bo-Katan has been out, mm-hmm. then why not do the same for Ashley? Ashley doesn't look like Ahsoka. She voiced Ahsoka, and everybody attached that voice to what the character looked So then when, looked they, like. when they drew Ahsoka on paper, they deliberately didn't make her look like Ashley. Correct. But they did... Because they actually made... They actually voiced her after they created the image of what she looks like. Say that again. When they created Ahsoka Tano, mm-hmm. the Ahsoka uh, that we first saw mm-hmm. was Images. And then they did Clone Wars, okay. and we saw Ahsoka and hear yeah, her in that animated Ahsoka font. Until the Clone Wars. No, they did. Uh, <clears throat> she was like a third or fourth character, like fourth tier or something. She wasn't like out front, like she started mm-hmm. being in Clone Wars. And well, she I wasn't mean- really loved. It was like this secondary character like George Jar Binks. Well, because they, they brought her in and there's this whole fitting into the relationship with Anakin. So I can get where the frustration would come in because she doesn't have a lot of significance at that point. Correct. But if you look at the episode and when she's talking to the magistrate, that is exactly how Anakin would have handled it. He would have cut them people down in the forest and then would have told the magistrate that you're going to give me oh yeah that's that's all her prior master behavior all day all day yeah yeah something else that um that i really liked about this episode was how when we watched luke skywalker train with yoda you know they talk about how fear leads to the dark side and ahsoka has literally seen it mm-hmm. and at this point in her life yeah she she has and outside of because remember where what we see now she is rebels have already happened yeah it's over yeah. so she have already faced off against her old master exactly. as vader exactly so this yeah. is my point is that and when she didn't know that darth vader was anakin now she had her suspicions but she didn't really know until they had their final confrontation but the point is, is that outside of Obi-Wan Kenobi, Padme, and Anakin's mother, no one really knew Anakin the way Ahsoka knew him. Yeah. And so, you know, for her to see him transition from someone who guided her and trained her and, you know, helped her navigate right from wrong, and then this guy kills the children. <laughs> yeah. She actually saw darkness she saw what it was like she saw what fear does yeah and so when she meets grogu she's like i can't train him because she's he's too attached to you and i've seen what that does and not to mention she can sense fear in yeah well of course she senses fear and the, the kid's been living someone at first when i understood it was that That he was rescued and then something happening along the way in his path turned dark. But after seeing it multiple times, I think he was kidnapped from the temple. And then his life becomes pretty dark after that. So he learns that using his abilities will not help him survive. So, But by shrouding his abilities, he can live longer. 
So yeah, there's fear in him because survival he's a, instinct. He's had trauma, <laughs> and so has Ahsoka. So she can identify with him. However, she's like, I I sense much fear in you. If we go back to season one, remember when Mando is? I think he's arm wrestling with Cara Dune. Okay. And Grogu force chokes her. Yes. And he's got to let her go. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, again, the kids had a lot of, a lot of issues. And this is the first form of stability that he's ever had. had. That was yeah. literally so, so to take that protection. away. Yeah. To take that away would be catastrophic. It wouldn't yeah. be good. Yeah. You know. So, and not only that though, again, it, it would be an abandonment on Mando's part. And it would be like he's only allowed to be a kid when he's with Mando. Because remember, he's been trained by master after master, went through the Clone Wars. Was he ever a kid? Yeah. I mean, Before he, was he left allowed the temple. to be a kid when he was in the in the order. I had a, I had an interesting conversation with a group of individuals this morning, and of course, you know, we were talking about that episode. Who do you think snuck him out of the temple? I think he was kidnapped. You think he was kidnapped? I do. I think Mace took him. Then. <clears throat> If someone took him and hit him, then someone discovered him. Or he was taken and hidden for ill intent. I think, he was really I think he was taken and hid for a purpose. And along the way, whoever took him and hid him lost him. See, that's what I initially thought. But now I'm thinking that he was taken... But you know there was some rumors floating around that he was a clone. Yeah, but but let let's answer. stop and look at this for a minute. Can't be a clone. He can't be. The three no, definitely not. Yeah. The three individuals of that species that we have ever seen mm-hmm. in the Star Wars mythos were all force sensitive. Every single one. Mm-hmm. The first one we saw was Yoda. Mm-hmm. Then in the prequels, we saw Yaddle, mm-hmm. where Yoda was still running around being Grandmaster. Mm-hmm. Both him and Yaddle was on the council. I think him and Yaddle got a little busy and created a little baby. <laughs> he was raised in a temple. He was trained by masters. Why no other masters that we have known had spoke on it? Unless specific masters in the council knew. Because Yaddle disappeared after episode one. You and I have been like together in a lot of theories lately. It's bizarre. But again, we've seen these this species. Mm-hmm. They don't lay eggs. Well, we don't know what they do. They don't. We lay don't eggs. even know the name of, of the, the species. species. So... We can't claim to know what they do. Okay. It is what it is. Yoda and Yaddle had a love child. <laughs> and he was force sensitive. Because both mama and daddy strong in the force. 
Right? I'm going to say that he is... If I'm going out on a limb, I could be wrong. And I'll eat crow. Bring me a knife. Bring me a fork and a plate. Let me eat this crow. But if I'm right, I'm going to need you to be like, aha, you said it. Hey, well, it's on tape. Well, technically it's on a we don't drive, but, but, but yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> bottom line is that he had a traumatic past. He did. At the end of the day. He did. Um, what do you think about the name? Some people saying they don't like the name. Some people have no problem with it. Some people think it's cute. I mean, the dude is Baby Yoda. He can always be Baby Yoda. I could care less. So can I. I don't care. <laughs> I think it was a cheap cop out. I think whoever it was gave him the name Love Baby Groot. Yeah. And it was like, well, it's Yoda's baby, so let's name him Grogu. No. I'm not feeling it. Yeah. No. I have some things that I thought were really good touches okay. by the episode. Okay. Uh, one was the droids, the the assassin droids. For them to display that athletic ability going on the roof, that mm-hmm. was pretty freaking hot. Um, the torture cages. Okay. We've heard torture yeah. in the Star Wars universe. But we never saw it. We never saw it until yeah. today. And yeah. that was that was pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> choreography, obviously. Mm-hmm. We spoke about that. Um, there's a part where um, the... The the lady's right hand man is talking with Mando, and he hears the spear drop, and he's like, "Oh, I guess that means that you won, that your side won." So he sets his gun out and he slowly puts it on the ground as an "I surrender," and he's watching Mando's hand. He sees Mando's hands move far enough away that he thinks he can make a move. He makes his move and gets and, and gets gunned down. Yeah. Right? And I couldn't help but think of a line that immediately hit my head. What was the line? The line was, my gun is blazing while yours is raising. Uh, the notorious B.I.G. Yes. <laughs> yes. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. But yeah. Yeah. And Mando's also just as, as attached to uh, Grogu as... He is because you can see when he when she asked where he is and he's like he's in the ship I'll go get him the way he said I'll go there's this drop in his um in the tone in the his tone voice. almost like a regretful tone yeah like I have to give up my baby up. yeah you know look at what she said to him afterwards yeah he's like he sees you like a father yeah and I then mean, when he's walking away with Grogu yeah you know Ahsoka smiles yeah. And it's, yeah. It's... Well, Grogu is going to get something that I think that a lot of children didn't get the option to have. Um, <clears throat> one is he gets to be a kid. And I think that when you were, when he's in the temple, it's all about training and lessons. And, you know, sure, there might be some fun, but overall, this is about focus and about training. And so he gets to live with... Um, with the Mandalorian and going on these wild adventures and still be treated like a child. So I think that um, the door was opened, subtly opened by the writer in this one. And uh, I can't remember his name, uh, but just, we'll just Dave say- Dave Filoni. Filoni, right. So I think between Favreau and Filoni, they've, they've given us some options. Let's be honest here. Yeah. The best thing 
are the best since George Lucas, Favreau and Filoni have been the best thing that happened to Star Wars. Period. Period. Two guys. It's, it's almost as if George Lucas gave birth to Filoni and Favreau. All I know. When was the last time we had rich Star Wars story since Mandalorian? We haven't. We haven't. Well, I, I hold on. Rogue One was amazing. Okay. So not since Rogue One. Mm, I thought Rogue One was okay. I don't think Rogue One was amazing. I thought Rogue One was okay. I thought Rogue One was amazing. I could watch Rogue One right now. The last thing amazing we had in the Star Wars was episode three. No. Yes. No, the no, last no. thing amazing. No, no, no. No, I'm not no, no. saying good. I'm saying amazing. First Dude, of all. That, that fight. That fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin on Mustafar, when Obi-Wan surrendered himself to the force. I'm not saying it wasn't amazing. I'm saying it wasn't the last thing that was amazing. Because Because you like Rogue One like that? Well, because you hear the stories in conversation, but you don't see the stories. You just hear about them. Yeah. And so in... um, Because we get to see what happened with... The whole Death well, Star being... just look at episode six. Okay. Where uh, Mothma's talking about how many people died for this information that we have. And all they have is these plans that show a small vulnerability. And then we learn that that vulnerability was put there on purpose because he couldn't live with what he was doing. And this was the only way to atone for what he was about to do because he tried to get out and they pulled him right back in and then you know he already saw his wife gunned down in front of him he's not going to let his, that happen to his child i get it you know so um and then to see her perspective of how she had to grow up with saul and we know that he is can be an extreme person to live with yeah you know so you get to see all of that and Guerrera is was just a extra added touch to the whole story. I mean, I can't take anything away from it. Yeah. Mm. All right. There was a few moments in here. A couple of them you touched on. One of them for me that stood out, stuck out, um, was when Mando took the Beskar spear and hit it against his Beskar. Yes. Because Beskar sings. Yeah. And you heard that. Ding. Yeah. Like it was beautiful. Yeah. Pure Beskar. Yeah. And she knew the value of Beskar for Mandalorians. And that's why she said, I have a problem that's priceless. I need you to take care of it. And this is a priceless payment. So when he walks out. No, I'm sorry. When he says, where's the Jedi? And he walks out and, you know, chats it up with the old boy and heads out. I told my neighbor, I was like, this is the first time we see him walking out with the upper hand. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, we never heard him say deal. We never heard him say, I'll take the job. He just said, 
Where's the, Where's Jedi? the Jedi? They, if they understood that as I accept the job, that's on them. But he never, and he confirms that he never took the job later on. Yeah. So it was great. Yeah. It was great. It was, it, it, it's like the first time he got a chance to use information to work in his favor as opposed to um, what's happened in the past. Because he's been bitten. <laughs> he's been bitten in the past. You think there's a reason why we never heard Yaddle name mentioned? Because Ahsoka says, I've only known one of his like. He was a master, Jedi master named Yoda. She never said Yaddle. So here's the thing. Does did she even she, know Yaddle? I'm about to say, did she even know Yaddle? Because when, by the time Ahsoka rolls around, it's between episode two and episode three. Yaddle is no longer in a Jedi temple on the council. Well, let's remember what the what the what the Chancellor's strategy was. Mm-hmm. First of all, his strategy was phenomenal. Okay, because he scattered the Jedi all across the galaxy. Mm-hmm. House divided cannot stand, mm-hmm. and used Anakin to divide them on the inside personally and then he used the missions to separate them physically so that's why it's so easy to take out the jedi at that point because you had a whole squadron versus like one or two at a time Mm -hmm. when order 66 is given Mm -hmm. you know it was a perfect plan um so keep in mind could have been on mission keep in mind too palpatine aka sidious Mm -hmm. also had foresight Mm -hmm. so he saw what he needed to do and he saw many different ways to go about it because he had foresight. Yeah. Just like Mace, the, the reason why, and they didn't make this out to be that way, but when him and Mace starts fighting, mm-hmm. it's daytime. By the time Anakin gets there, it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. In the books, when you read in the the story of Mace Windu and Palpatine's fight, they fought for hours mm. in the movie they just made it seem like it was a couple minutes right um and then of course he you know played whatever role he was going to play to allow anakin to see shades of gray or whatever the case may be um but palpatine was just a genius oh absolutely so he knew exactly where he was going you know that bait was already laid way out like days and weeks and months before the whole thing went Anakin out. was just the strongest pawn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he was he used as a tool yeah to achieve what Palpatine needed yeah yeah when he found out about Luke in Return of the Jedi he was like he was ready to toss Vader by the wayside oh, oh yeah. yeah you could die I'll just take him let him be my new apprentice and keep in mind, Anakin did fulfill. Oh, the prophecy. He did. He did. That's the thing, though. And we had that conversation this morning. Yoda did not think Anakin was the chosen one. Mm-hmm. Some Jedis did. Some didn't. Obi-Wan did because Qui-Gon told him he was. Well, again... This is why Ahsoka does not want to train Grogu. Yeah. Because he's attached to 
the Mandalorian. Yeah. He's had trauma and he's got a ton of fear. Mm -hmm. When they brought Anakin before the council, they sensed the fear, they sensed the anger, and they knew about the attachment. Yeah. Um, On paper, shouldn't have been trained. Shouldn't have been. On paper. And if it was that situation to where the Jedi's had discovered him, they wouldn't have trained him either. Mm -mm. Just like when Anakin went before the council, they was like, no. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, The young lady, well, I can't really say young lady, but the the female who portrayed Morgan Elsbeth. Diana Lee and Santo. Yes. That's the goddaughter of martial arts legend Bruce Lee. I honestly didn't see that coming. When I looked her up, I was like, this woman has a real career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a real, real career. I mean, she doesn't even have to be on camera for what she does. No. But I think I think she was perfect for that role. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And I love to see her and Ahsoka square off. And I, I thought, like, just watching their chemistry and their choreography, I felt like they were doing that for a while. So I think they literally trained together and worked on that choreography. That's what I think. I wouldn't be surprised if she choreographed it herself. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. But, Absolutely. hey, I thought it was a great episode. Um, okay. I do have some things that, some questions that you think okay. you have answers for. Shoot. I might right. have answers. It, it's, it's, it's safe to say that we would have been fine with just Moff Gideon as the big bad villain. But now we have Thrawn's name thrown in. Do we see the two of them on screen together? Mm. And do we see Thrawn this year? This season? No. No Thrawn. We don't see Thrawn this season. I'm going to tell you why. One, he's bigger than Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. Moff Gideon, we he saw him at the Thrawn. ending of last season. He works for Thrawn. Yeah. You got, it's like when you have a big bad in a video game, you have the lieutenants of the big bad. Mm-hmm. You got to take out the lieutenants to get to the big bad. Mm-hmm. I don't think we will see him until maybe next season or the season after, if there is Mandalorian season three or four, which, which is they should they be, be because the show is so amazing. Right. Well, they're already on task for season three. Yeah. There, there's that's happening. Um, I think we might hear his name thrown around a lot more in season three. We might get to see him at the end of season three or season four. Would you be happy if he just showed up in season four? Give it to me as soon as you can give it to me. I want to see him. <laughs> I know it's going to be an A-list actor that's going to be playing. Who would you cast as Thrawn? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have nobody for you. That's a big one. I have to think about that. At least for like a few days. Literally. All right. Next question. Shoot. <laughs> All right. So Grogu is on his way to a planet, to a temple, mm-hmm. to sit in a place where he gets to choose his path. Mm-hmm. Now, we we can assume that he'll most likely choose the path of staying with the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. We can assume that. However, the show is called The Mandalorian, not The Mandalorian and Grogu. So, I think that anything is possible. Now, 
she said that, you know, first of all, I think that he's being given a choice, which I think a lot of kids who have force abilities are not necessarily given. Okay. So now he's given a choice to choose. You can either let your powers, your abilities fade, mm-hmm. or you can continue your training. If you want to continue your training, maybe there's somebody out there who will train you, right? Mm-hmm. At this time, Luke Skywalker is looking for to rebuild. Or is it possible that Ezra may pick up the mantle? I wouldn't be surprised if we see Ezra because we've seen Bo-Katan. We've seen Ahsoka Tano. And you can't have those two characters and not have Sabine. Mm -hmm. You can't have those two characters and not continue the story from Rebels. Mm -hmm. Because if you pay attention to the formula and... The narrative of Mandalorian, it flows from Rebels Mm -hmm. into this entity that we have now. Mm -hmm. So, some way, somehow, Ezra has to come on the scene or talk about. See, I think Ezra is one of the few people out there that can still allow you to live that adventurous life while still learning how... To commune I, I, with the force. I couldn't stand the character though. I'm sorry. Never? No. He grew on me. Uh, he grew on you. You know who grew on me? Ahsoka. She she didn't have you right away. Mm-mm. Yeah. But I I saw Ahsoka when she was a kid. Right. And as she grew with me, I saw the growth. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with the growth. Mm-hmm. Not a bad idea that they got Rosario Dawson, too, because she's a piece, by the way. <laughs> Gorgeous. But the character grew on me, mm-hmm. watching the decisions that she made. And you watch her go from preteen or young teen to teen mm-hmm. to old teen to young adult. Mm-hmm. And then you see her in Rebels as an adult. Mm-hmm. And then you see her on here as a full-grown woman. She's an adult. Adult, woman. adult. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> and I love the fact that Rosario Dawson was the one who portrayed her because the mannerisms of her mm-hmm. is Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. If you watch Clone Wars, take away the voice. Yeah. Just watch. Yeah. Fall in love with the character. Grow with the character. That's what we saw. Yeah. And if if you could have tell me anything about this character. I would be like, talk about the growth. Because from season one, episode one of Clone Wars, Mm -hmm. to what we saw in Mandalorian episode five, Mm -hmm. I have followed Ahsoka on her journey to that. It's the same character. Yeah. And being that she's Dave Filoni's character, perfect. Yeah. He nailed it. It it was great. It was a great episode. Um... I felt that this was the best episode, hands down. Ever. I, in in the last 13, 14 circle. episodes. You yeah. know, they, they feel like there's some other episodes that were I better. I think it's 13. This is episode 5, this, right? It's 8. Yeah, 13. There's yeah. three more left. Yeah. I mean, unless they want to give us a bonus and give us two more, I'll take two more. We No, we're, I, this is something I have looked up. Yeah, no, it's so, 8 because they had 8 last season as well. They have eight. No, there's 13 episodes. There's 13 episodes this... No, you're talking about thir- 13 combined. 
Yeah, this is the 13 one combined. But I'm saying every season they have had eight episodes per season. Okay. Yeah. So we have three more coming. Which I don't think we're going to see Marv Gideon until the last episode. Here's the thing. Do we get to see Boba again? And if we don't, what are you going to do with that character? Because he's such a rich character. Bro, I don't know. I don't know. And are we going to see Ahsoka again? I have a feeling we may not see Ahsoka again. I have a feeling we may not. Okay. We know that the Darksaber's there and we're going to see the Darksaber again. I think we're going to see Bogatan before. You think we do, we're going to see Bogatan take him down and take the Darksaber? I don't know if she's getting that saber. I don't know. You know, at one point, that saber was actually in the Jedi. Her, it was actually in her possession. And it was in the Jedi position. It was as well. in the Jedi yeah. position. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't know. There's a lot of open lines. They've opened up Thrawn. Yeah. We still got to deal with Moff Gideon. Don't know what's going to happen with Bo Katan, but we, we know that her and Moff Gideon have to square off sooner or later because mm-hmm. he's got what she wants. Mm-hmm. And then we also know that there's got to be some type of of uh, connection or we'll say a head-to-head between Ahsoka and Thrawn mm-hmm. because there's nothing that's going to stop her from making that goal. Yeah. So how the Mandalorian plays in all this is, I mean, he is probably the link between... Both of them. Could be. Yeah. But first, he's got he's on mission. So we can only I, I can't even imagine what next week is gonna be like. Mm. I don't know. But it can only get they can only have one more maybe filler episode. I felt when they went to the planet. Mm-hmm. The frost plant, the ice planet, or whatever, with the frogs. Yeah, that was. I felt that was a filler, filler episode. Episode, yeah. But it had a purpose, because those spiders that was on there is also in the books. It. <clears throat> I don't feel like it pushed the storyline. Um, the only way you could say it pushed the storyline is just from the fact that you know, he's still following these leads that lead him to the Jedi. But outside of that. He's going to have side missions. We know that that's going to happen because he'll have to trade his skills for information, which we have seen already. Mm -hmm. So, and in when the Mandalorian dropped their two trailers, there was nothing in there. They didn't leak anything of Ahsoka. Mm -mm. You never saw that Rosario. We, We heard there was no confirmation. We heard Rosario Dawson was going to be playing Ahsoka Tano. No, I'm saying we we knew that she was in the season. We knew there that was she, there was no confirmation of that either. There was no confirmation. None. Of that. It Rosario was all Dawson, rumored. Well, doggone it! Someone sold me a good rumor then because the Listen, entire time I thought she was about in. a week ago, week and a half, almost a week. I want to say it's a week. Someone had hit me up and they were telling me all these different leaks. Mm-hmm. They told me about the episode, how it was going to start off with Ahsoka. And they even dropped Grogu's name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, people reaching. It's not going to. making up stuff. And man, was I wrong. <laughs> Dude, I ate a plate full of crow that day. Full of crow. Full of crow. Friday morning when I watched it. I was like, all these rumors that they gave me was spot on. 
We um we had a debate this morning, my neighbor and I. Okay. And he's like, why does she not sense, see, like, what's up with attacking first when he's out there? And I'm like, she's not a Jedi. <laughs> she's not a Jedi. Yeah. She is someone who has her own relationship with the Force. And so I thought, and I said, to me, that was the confirmation. Because if you are a Jedi, then... You live by a certain code or creed. She would have sensed Groku's presence there when they both showed up. And we know that Ahsoka tends to be fight from top to bottom, not the other way around. So you have to kind of assume that she saw him coming from a ways away. Yeah, but even though she saw him coming from a ways away, you're talking about when her and Amanda engaged? Yeah. No, Remember, let's, let's call it what it is. She attacked first. She did, but... <laughs> Remember, he took Grogu out his pouch and sat him down. Sat him down, was talking the entire time, looked at the in, where he thought he heard the sound, saw the the animals, and then he said, "Oh, it's it's just that." And yeah. he's he's still talking to the child. At this point, wherever she is, wherever her vantage point is, she should be able to see that there is a little child or be able to sense his presence. But you saw her see him afterwards. Exactly my point. <laughs> she do, do you think it could have been they wanted to zero into her face seeing him while she dropped the guard? I believe you are dealing with a different type of person altogether because okay. the experiences that she's had mm -hmm. has transformed her into what we see now. Mm -hmm. And... As far as like asking questions, if she thinks you're there to kill her, she's not waiting to confirm that. Yeah. Okay. Look at the situation. I don't normally play devil's advocate, but I'm going to play it today. Mm -hmm. Smell, but don't taste. Taste, but don't swallow. Swallow, but don't enjoy it. She just engaged with Morgan Elspeth. She told her she had one day. Right. She's cut down her guys. Right. She knows that. It only makes sense that Morgan sent someone, send to, kill someone to kill her. But instead of confirming or sensing the presence of two souls there, one of which is extremely force sensitive because he's had a lot of training. But he, at this point, he's masking his abilities. Abilities that he don't even use on a regular. I'm willing to bet that if she had a relationship with the Force as one who is a Jedi has with it, she would have detected his presence. I don't know. <laughs> I can't say. I'm, I'm over here playing devil's advocate, so I got to play it full on. <laughs> you got any more questions? No. No, 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 no Is more it? questions. Yeah. Hmm. I just want to know, are we going to see, are we going to hear Luke's name in regards to searching for Jedi? We have to, because he's still alive. Yeah. And I know his name is circulating. So if we don't hear Luke Skywalker, we hear of the Skywalker Jedi. Yeah. We have to. 
All I know is, is they there's a lot of loose ends to be tied up. Lots. Okay. Do you think Thrawn is secretly working the Dark Order or the Black Order? Because it's at this point. There's no point, Black Order just yet, though. We don't know that. The Empire fell, right? After the Empire fell. Do you remember what was her name? Old lady, tiny creature, Mascanada. Mascanada. Remember, Mascanada said, I saw the rise of the Empire. Mm -hmm. I saw the Jedi rise and fall, Mm -hmm. just like the Empire. Now I've seen the First Order rise as well. Do we see? Any of this. They have to be out there. Or being assembled in this movie. I don't know if I. After. I don't know if I want my storyline. To touch any of that nonsense. That went on over there. I wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheartedly agree. So if. If in fact. There is a time where they have to. Touch on that part of the storyline. I think it's going to be as late. As possible. I wouldn't. Me, I, would. I wouldn't. I would because you have years to play with right now. Mm-hmm. Because Jedi is not that far from being over at this point in the Mandalorian storyline. And and this can be told over eight episodes a year. It's a lot of story to tell. D- and you don't have to like accelerate the time. Now, we've seen the dark saber in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Do you think and in rebels and rebels? Do you think when we see it again, they're gonna talk about? Oh, we might get a flashback of the creation of it. I'm gonna say no. Bo-Katan talks about Mandalore. Well, we see a lot about the dark saber in rebels. Okay, so I don't know if you. I don't. I. I'm. Caught, I'm concerned that if you try to do something like that, that you're going to end up telling the story twice. Because the story okay, was fine. Told pretty what well if we Rebels. don't? What if they don't tell the story, but they show us it being forged many, many years ago? Mm. I mean, the bottom line is is that it was a Mandalorian who was a Jedi. I don't know if you really need to see the saber being forged because it's about who wielded that saber, not the. Saber's abilities itself. Okay, so you think we're gonna see Bo-Katan again? Oh, for I'm I'm. If I were a betting man, which I'm not, I would bet on seeing Bo-Katan again before seeing Ahsoka again. I do, I do think so as well. You think we're gonna have her take down Gideon and not Mando? It, so it'll be a coordinated effort. Okay. But if you're going up against the dark saber, wouldn't you need another saber? Not if you got Beskar. Bo-Katan don't have Beskar. I bet you he would show her that spear in her hand by the time she fight Gideon. Uh, I forgot about the spear. Spear's brand new. I forgot about the spear. (laughs) Mm. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. See, because when I know Ahsoka was coming, I was like, Ahsoka's going to have to fight Gideon. Saber versus Saber. Are we going to see a new Forger? No. Will we see the previous Forger? Yes. She's not dead. She's not dead. I didn't think she's dead either. Yeah, she's not dead. 
does she get the spear? I don't and know. And change into something else. Could be. I mean, I thought it was very unique to have a basketball spear. We've never seen a basketball spear. I've never spear. seen nothing like that. In the, in the books, we've seen all about Cartosis bones and stuff like that. Being, you know, lightsaber resistant. Mm. Never Beskar. This is this was why this was such a big thing in the forums where people were talking about Beskar versus lightsaber. Why don't we see Ahsoka use the force when she's fighting? Um, <clears throat> she did. Did you not see that part? I must have missed it. And I've seen this. She's That's why I watched it twice. And literally I watched her fight three times. Which part? In the opening scene where she's cutting through them guys. There's no, one where she's the, behind the tree, the tree. No, no. In the fight. Oh, against... Elsbeth. Elsbeth. I don't know. I thought she was going to use it to pull her saber out of the water. Oh, Afterwards, she got her saber back, so she clearly pulled it out of the water. But I would have loved to see she, her. No, I thought she only had one saber the rest of the way. Yeah, but when you saw her in the end with oh, Mando... She got it back. yeah. Yeah, yeah, saying goodbye, she had it too. Yeah, oh, no, she's not parting with it just because yeah. it fell in the water. Yeah, <laughs> she's not going to walk away from that. No way, dude. And those are the exact same sabers she's using in Rebels. Why does she not use the Force while fighting? I don't know. Because she's coming back and she's going to use the Force when she's fighting. Elspeth they couldn't give us own. everything. Elspeth had her own. Elspeth have her own what? Held her own in the fight. Oh, she did. Yeah. She did. Listen, she's a tyrant. It's a reason why she was a tyrant. Yeah. You you can't be a tyrant and not be able to fight. You can't be like pull a job out of the hut. Right. It was fantastic. It was. It was phenomenal. You know. But that's what it is. You got anything else? No, I I had a great time. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed this episode. I felt like I got a lot off my chest. Yeah. You know, the next time we do anything, Mando, we got to bring in uh, Reese Menkip. Yeah, she's probably saying, she, why did they have her here today? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I talked to her this morning. She was one of the ones who was talking. And she had some pretty good theories. Quiet as kept. Yeah. She tends to do that. Yeah. She's, she's phenomenal. We got to get a hand on uh Well, we got three more episodes. Yeah. So we're going to see how it wraps up and then we're going to bring her in and yeah. cap it off. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But this was a great show. Katano, may the force be with you, brother. May the force be with you, too. Thank you guys for listening. This is your boy, T'Challa, BP74, and my man. Katano. We out. Bye-bye. Bye.